Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically, enjoy responsibly. From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week, we're digging into our stacks of new music and sharing some of our favorites. From fresh metal out of Phoenix to the genre-bending work of Angelica Garcia, we've got new music you need to hear. Plus, we'll talk with up-and-coming singer-songwriter Tasha. I know place, I know time, I know sun, no sunlight. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You are listening to Sound Opinions, and this week it's all about new music you need to hear. Now, later in the show, we're going to talk about someone I was enchanted with at uh, South by Southwest in uh, Austin, Texas, Tasha, Chicago-based artist, in uh, a city full of singer-songwriters struggling to be heard. Uh, Tasha stood up because she was quieter than everybody else and enjoying the heck out of it. It it was a terrific performance, and we're going to get more into it uh, later on in the show. But first, it's time for another round of Buried Treasures. Jim, you and I go deep on some uh, recordings that we've been uh, moved by, but have been unable to work into the the show, mainly because they're not super mainstream kind of recordings, but stuff that you and I both cherish. We relish uh, turning people on to new sounds they haven't heard. And you are leading us off. Actually, if you ever listened to me, you might have heard me talk about these guys because I saw them at South by Southwest years ago, but I don't blame you. Well, I I do like Bleached. I, I like their first couple of records, but I really like their new album, Don't You Think You've Had Enough. I think this is the record where they kind of step up uh, in terms of the songwriting. One of the things they talk about in this record, uh, the sisters who made it, Jennifer Clavin and Jessica Clavin, they've been working together in Los Angeles since 2011, is this is the first record they've made while sober. You know, and maybe that's something that may not mean much to a lot of people, but to them, obviously, a, a truly heartfelt sentiment, a powerful sentiment. And a recording about sort of digging their way out of that hole. The song that I'm going to play hard to kill to me is a standout it's the kind of song you want to hear on a beach in the summer it's so catchy and so buoyant and so exuberant and then you start listening to the lyrics and you realize jennifer is really talking about her struggle with alcohol at least i think she is she's talking about this whole notion that i did just about everything within my means to kill myself and didn't do it and i came out of that somehow so what we have here is a song with the best whistling hook since Peter Bjorn and John's Young Folks. I was going to say one, that. Right? That, is, that is a killer whistle. I mean, once you hear that, you will not get this song out of your head. And uh, not only that, there's a cow, cowbell fill. I yes. mean, what more do you need in, in the, the pop rockin' summer anthem? Bleached with a song called Hard to Kill on Sound Opinions.
Good one, GK. Bleached, hard to kill your first buried treasure. I am going to Virginia for my first pick by way of Los Angeles. Angelica Garcia is a, a really inspired singer-songwriter who went to the Los Angeles County High School for the Performing Arts. Now imagine what that's like in L.A., right? Uh, the, the children of artists and producers and filmmakers and stars uh, coming together with regular Angelinos, including those of Latinx descent, which is what Angelica Garcia is. Um, she has a holy trinity. She proudly brags about Willie Nelson, Neil Young, and Jack White. And the combination of that kind of classic, rootsy Americana singer-songwriting with a very vibrant Latinx modern female perspective. Her song, Don't Hinder Me, it is about the inspiration of being in high school and seeing all these people who want to succeed at art, knowing it's a long shot, knowing the odds are stacked against them. And it doesn't matter if you are a rich uh, movie star's daughter or the son of, of a worker in Los Angeles, black or brown. She's talking about those walls don't exist in art. They shouldn't exist in reality. But it's never preachy. It's a beautiful, very effective, genre-jumping uh, sort of sound that I haven't heard before. Angelica Garcia, the song is called It Don't Hinder Me on Sound Opinions. Enough with the Cadillacs and the Hampton Estates And enough from the people that tell you you need that to be something I want the cooking that my grandmother Angelica Garcia, It Don't Hinder Me. I think this also, the way this song starts with the sparse minimalism is a lot like one of your all-time favorite songs, uh, the Patti LaBelle, Laura Nero cover when they got together on uh, You've Really Got a Hold on Me. Yeah, I, I love this record, It Don't Hinder Me. I, I talk about a summer anthem. I think that's, again, one of the, you know, the joy, the humor, the energy's there. One of the songs you, you love hearing on the beach, mm-hmm. and then you dig a little deeper, and you realize, hey, it's not just a ditty. It's, there, there's, yeah. there's something more going you, on you here. You've actually been to a beach this summer? I have not. No, nor have I. No, but the no. concept is loud. I'm not in beach mode anymore. I, you know, yeah. I'm more in back porch mode when I'm talking yeah. about summer, I guess. I, anybody right? wants to invite yeah. me over to their pool, I'm game. <laughs> Uh, the next one, uh, I got to give a shout out to Alex Claiborne, our producer, who's been on Yay! it for, for a couple of years now, right, Alex? And uh, Alex is nodding over there. Um, Amber Mark is, uh, I've been tracking these EPs as well, really liked them. I got to say, the new song, though, is what really knocked me out. It's called What If. Um, there's an exoticism 
about her music that would be there even if I didn't know that she has lived in India, Germany, Brazil, Nepal, as well as in the U.S. She is a multicultural type of artist, and she's drawing on all those kind of traditions. You know, the head-bobbing groove, the strings, the layered vocals. It sounds sophisticated, but not in a kind of stuffy way, in a kind of a very breezy way. Dare I mention the name Sade? Mm. I was going to say Solange. But Sade is, I mean, Solange, same, Sade, yeah. it's the Kinda same spectrum. Same, yes. same, same set of influences, multi-culty sound, sort of plays well, you know, uh, at dinner parties, but also something you can dance to, something you can put, the, slap the headphones on and get another couple of layers out of it. Uh, Amber Mark has those qualities in her music, and I think it's especially true of this new single, What If, on Sound Opinions. Amber Mark with What If, one of my buried treasures. Jim, what have you got next? Greg, I'm going to a tiny town outside of Nashville for the uh, first single from an album that's uh, coming out at the end of the month, State of Gold. The artist is Ian Ferguson, and he is a psychedelic cowboy, a psychedelic cowboy who is also fascinated with outer space. Um, One-man band, engineered his own recording, played all the instruments, Wonderful, uh, you know, rootsy psychedelia. Country meets that 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 transport you to another world. Goal of the best psychedelic rock. Think Long Riders. Think Graham Parsons in time at times with the birds. Um, but he also was fascinated with space. He made this long video at one point, uh, paying homage to uh, Georges Millet, right? You know, the famous uh, moon with the rocket in its eye. So this song, State of Gold, is about traveling to a place you thought you would never get. And I thought, you know, as we're celebrating the anniversary of the of the humankind walking on the moon, Apollo 11, and this whole thing, uh, you know, I think in his case, it's, it's it's getting out of small town Tennessee and connecting. He is uh, huge in the DIY scene in Nashville, house shows, planet art galleries, like one step above busking on the street. And I love the ambition of the music. I love the uh, 
the psychedelia, and you know, what, what psychedelic rocker isn't in love with outer space? I'm in love with <laughs> outer space. The last couple of weeks, watching all that footage again, I'm five again, and getting up and watching uh, the moon landing. I, I, I love this. State of Gold, Ian Ferguson on Sound of He says that song is about going to a place you've never been before, physically and mentally. I'm down for that trip. I uh, I think the background vocals on that uh, track are just uh, freaking me out in ways. To are they? Are yeah, they? it's kind of, there's something going on there. It's kind of this weird haunting vibe that... Uh, if you just isolated those tracks, you would you would have something kind of very spooky going on. Well, in space, no one can hear you scream, you Mr. Cott. Uh, this week, we have got Eva Walker sharing a couple of her buried treasures picks. She hosts Audioasis, a show focusing on music of the Pacific Northwest at Seattle's KEXP. Hey, Eva, welcome to Sound Opinions. Hello. I'm so happy to be on the show. Well, thanks for making time. Yeah. We're happy to have you, Eva. And uh, you are a multifaceted individual in addition to uh, <laughs> DJing. You're fronting a band, right? The Black Tones. And the Black Tones, yes. Yeah. My twin brother. Awesome. And then you teach music at two different schools, right, in Seattle? Yes, I do. So you have a lot of uh, checkpoints there for accessing new music. I mean, do you have a particular go-to on that, or is it just kind of in the wind whenever you step out of your apartment? How do you find new stuff? You know, it's a little bit of both. I mean, part of it is my job to discover new artists, which is something that I was like, that's a job? (laughs) uh, That just sounds like what I do every day. And on top of that, my band's very active, and so we play with a lot of bands that a lot of people may not have ever heard of. I'll always ask for a CD. We'll kind of trade CDs. And I bring that stuff to Audio Oasis. I always tell Greg, Eva, that because I, I play in, uh, drums in a punk rock band, right? There's nothing better than, than a five or six band bill, and you meet other musicians, and you hear them, and you become fan. I mean, that, what a great way to be turned on to music. Absolutely. And then a lot of these musicians we've played with have ended up being some of our really good friends, people yeah. in Spokane, people in Montana. Um, Portland, it's awesome. It's great to have those connections because not only are you discovering music that you can share with everyone else, but befriending all these groups, you right, kind of like, right. cool, I'll have a place to stay the next time I come to Montana. <laughs> this is the music community. All right, so tell us about your first pick. So the first pick is um, an artist named Brett Benton, 
And I love, 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 love the blues, especially Delta blues music. And being from the Northwest, uh, as a first-generation Seattleite, my, the rest of my family's from Louisiana, um, I was, of course, introduced to the blues, but here in the Northwest. Now, maybe there is, but I haven't seen very much uh, Delta blues being played in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you're not near the Delta. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, I wanted to play some blues music because I try to cover as many genres as possible. Of course, we're known for grunge and a lot of like indie alternative rock music, but I want to play everything from hip hop to rock to blues to jazz, everything, because I'm influenced by everything. And when I heard about Brett Benton and I heard this music, my jaw just kind of dropped and I was like, whoa, someone's making this music and he's here in the Northwest. Now he moved to Seattle from Alabama. So he brought that music with him up here, which was like, oh, yes, you're based out of the Northwest now, so I can play you on, on my show. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and he plays slide guitar. And usually when he performs, it's just him and the drummer. It's very, like, minimal. It sounds amazing. And I picked the song Alligator from him because I think it's, it's a very good representation of the Delta Blues. so important to preserve that music that music is why we have rock and roll that music is why we have jazz that music is the roots that song alligator eva is is absolutely ferocious that slide guitar you are right and he's got cedric burnside guesting with cedric him. cedric burnside's on it the grandson of rl burnside i love rl burnside a cherry on top one cool thing after another after another <laughs> so i'm so glad he's based in the northwest and i get to show people um not just a one four five, you know, because mm -hmm. the blues is more than that. There's a lot more soul. There's a lot more history. There's a lot of stories, um, and Brett's got that. If listeners at home have suggestions for new music we need to hear, call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or reach us on Facebook or Twitter. After a break, Greg and I will dig up some more buried treasures, and our guest, Eva Walker, has one more pick as well. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRogatis, and we're going through some of our favorite recent records that haven't gotten as much attention as we think they should. And uh, today we're joined by Eva Walker, a DJ at KEXP in Seattle. Eva, you've got one more pick for us, right? I do. I do. I'm excited about this one. 
because this is an artist I can't play on Audio Oasis because they aren't based in the Northwest. <laughs> I picked this Los Angeles-based artist who goes by the performer name Julius Smack. Julius Smack. What's his real name, yeah. Eva? Peter Hernandez. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. All right. That's a long way <laughs> off. Yeah. What do you like about him? I've never heard anyone that sounds like this particular artist. Extremely unique. It's sort of electronic pop instrumental in in the music has that like vintage sound to me that reminds me a little bit of Kraftwerk. And I discovered Julius Smack through a performance I saw here in Seattle of an artist of this of a similar genre and a similar style. Um, they go by Wizard Apprentice and uh, saw their performance, was totally into it, looked up some more of their stuff when I got home, and they had a YouTube channel that consists of a show where she was doing some interviews with people and then also showing some music videos. And one of the music videos that played on the show was a Julius Smack music video, which is the song was Say What I Want, um, which is the one you guys are going to play. Yeah. And I heard the song, fell in love with it, and I, I swear to you, every night for about a month or two months, I would have to watch that music video <laughs> <laughs> and listen to that song. Oh, time, what have you done? The earth, the sun, and the water's gone. Everything's wrong. Salt and stone, I wrote like the bone. Merchants and bankers, the robbers, the fakers, the poets and painters. They said they want. I was way down <laughs> with Julia Smack. I heard that craft work, I heard the mix of analog updated for the digital era, and then he started to sing. And oh my god, the faux Brit vocals? Oh, what what are you doing, dude? You're Pete <laughs> Hernandez from Los Angeles. What are you trying to sound like third-rate imitation Morrissey? And you said specifically just a second ago, you know, and again, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine. But you said you love the vocals. The vocals speak to you. I do. I really do. And I, not anymore, but I did uh, grow up in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And so some of the vocals kind of remind me of the of that cathedral singing style, which is uh, kind of nostalgic yeah, for me in yeah. a way. But you know what? I actually, I appreciate that perspective because a lot of the times dialogue on music or, or whatever, whether it's everyone can hear it or not, isn't, I feel like isn't honest anymore. So I actually appreciate that perspective. And like, of course we're going to, it's okay to disagree. Um <laughs> I'm right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah we, there you go. Eva, <laughs> if you kidding. didn't have that passion, we would not be having you as a guest buried treasure picker here. That's right. On, we, we, we are big fans. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on Thank Sound Thank you. Opinions. Thank you, Greg and Jim. This is awesome. Let's do this again. Anytime. You got it. Eva Walker hosts Audio Oasis on KEXP in Seattle. Greg, you have another pick. I do indeed, Jim. Uh, I want to play some metal for you out of Arizona. I have been uh, a fan of Spirit Adrift since their uh, 2017 record, Cursed by Conception. In particular, this multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, singer, Nate Garrett, 
who strikes me as one of those metal lifers. He's going to be like one of those guys like Wino that we're going to be reading about 30 years from now. <laughs> this guy's going to be in metal bands all his life. And it's really not about commercial success for him so much as a deep, deep knowledge and appreciation of metal's history and ways of bringing it forward. He is incorporating a lot of elements of metal that I really like personally as a, as a listener. I'm a huge fan of that uh, new wave of British metal, late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. I really like 80s thrash and doom. And uh, I also like metal that has some progressive sweet-like elements to it. Um, he has all of that here. Also the Swedish metal. I got I to gotta give it a shout-out to the clean expressiveness, both melodically and in the vocals, of a lot of Swedish heavy metal, and there's an influence of that as well. So there's a specific area of metal that he's particularly interested in. Melodic, ambitious, progressive arrangements, and, 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 and sort of a, a, a cosmic spirituality of the vocals. We gotta, get, <laughs> we gotta get in touch with our inner divine, man. So you can hear it even in the uh, in the in the name of the band, Spirit Adrift, and the name of the new album is Divided by Darkness. And there's another one of those. Uh, the the title song itself is one of those longer, sweet-like tracks in which they go through uh, a, a number of, of of melodic sections. Each one of them like a, a song within itself. Spirit Adrift with Divided by Darkness on Sound Opinions. That is Spirit Adrift with Divided by Darkness, the title track of their third studio album, My Final Buried Treasure. Well, Jim? You, you know, you you just, uh, we it's a long multi-part suite, no. right? And so we can't play all of it. And you said skip over the first three minutes or so. That's the part I was interested in, uh, that I wasn't interested in uh, as the rest of it. That was the only part I liked. <laughs> that was the part that was very Hawkwind. But when they get into the doubled guitar, I hate that. You know what I mean? It's like, look, people are yeah, running up and not, down the no, neck. It's not super long. It's more melodic. So yeah, they're not just wanking. It's, really. it's sort of a melodic line. They're playing melodies on, on, on virtually every everything they yeah. do, which is which yeah. what I, I, I... It's composed as opposed to yeah. jamming, man. You I don't want to hear the solos, yeah. man. I don't want to hear this. In fact, here is a band that has got no excess whatsoever. The, the musical complete opposite of uh, Spirit Adrift, Girlwood, capital G-R-L, Wood. Uh, 
um, a duo of self-proclaimed Kentucky Fried Queerdos. It's a queer core band, punk rock band uh, that is from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it started out with one woman, Reg Forrester, as vocals and guitar, used to uh, put her stuff in a suitcase and stand there and, and sing and play guitar, uh, banging on the suitcase for drums, and now has partnered with an excellent drummer, Karen Ledford. They are both in their mid-20s. They are angry about about gender, about race, about politics. They have this new album coming out, uh, obviously quite sarcastically titled, I Sold My Soul to the Devil When I Was 12. And this is the lead single. I think they take that raw aggression uh, of the riot girl movement and also have clearly listened to Hole, Veruca Salt, L7, the more melodic female-fronted bands uh, of the alternative explosion. And you've kind of got the best of both worlds because there are serious melodies here in the song I'm going to play, in the stuff I've heard from their first album. I can't wait to hear the rest of this new album. I Hate My Mom. Now, that may or may not uh, be literal. I believe what they hate is the generations that are older than them telling them what to do in every way, shape, or form. And the, the, the line, I don't know if you'll be able to make it out. This moves quick. It's angry. It's melodic. Uh, the line that jumps out at me is, Mama said, be nice to sad boys or else get shot. <laughs> in other words, even, even uh, privileging the psychopath who happens to be a man. Be nice or you might get shot. Uh, there's a lot to be angry about these days when it comes to gender, and I am completely with Girlwood. I hate my mom on Sound Opinions. Would. I hate my mom. I didn't. I loved her. You, <laughs> you, you love June as well. Your yes, mom. Yes, we do. We love our moms here at uh, Sound Opinions. But uh, you know, I understand the hatred, the anger. I, I can relate to that at this time. Yeah. Well, whenever she talked about Fox News, I had a little issue uh, with my mom. Yeah. I hear you. If you've got an album flying under the radar, and by you, I mean our listeners. Uh, and you think that uh, everyone should hear that record, let us know. Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Coming up, we talk with an artist whose music is also a buried treasure, Tasha. 
That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis, and we're continuing our theme of buried treasures with a conversation with a Chicago singer-songwriter and guitarist named Tasha. Now, she put out her debut album last year, and then when I saw her at the South by Southwest Music Conference in Austin, Texas, it gave me a clear idea of what she was about and how she was able to deliver her music. Uh, This uh, singer in a crowded room with lots of people talking and suddenly pulling them in with the beauty of her voice and her guitar playing and her songs. I absolutely appreciated you cluing me into uh, Tasha when you got back from South by Southwest. I am a fan now as well. In addition to being a writer and a performer, Tasha's a poet. She's an activist. It's evident in her music in that blend of the soft sound and tough but truthful lyrics. Tasha recently joined us in our studios, and uh, we started the conversation by me recounting the magic of seeing her perform at those busy clubs in Austin, Texas. And I asked her how she was able to captivate those chatty crowds. Yeah, I think it's something I've had a lot of time to practice over the years. I think I've always loved being in front of people. I, uh-huh. I don't know what what started it, but that's something that's always come naturally to me. And I think I've just practiced and finessed my ability to to hold people's attention. And I really do love it. And I think that I trust maybe so heavily what it is that I'm doing that if people are talking or if people aren't paying attention like Mm. I really trust that I have what they want and as soon as it turns into a battle that's when I feel like you've already lost like I'm fighting to get their attention and they're fighting to hear their friends weird story and Mm -hmm. um I always thought Tracy (laughs) Chapman had that power too Mm -hmm, right and she mm -hmm. learned it partly by busking did you ever do street performing I didn't ever do that. I always, when I was younger, I had, there was like an allure to it that I always had in my head, but I didn't ever do it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think poetry helped a lot and understanding that the audience is, that it's a give and take mm-hmm. experience that like I'm not just there and they should be listening to me, but they are there for me too. And I think that helps maybe when they feel like they're really being received just as much as they're receiving me. Somewhere quiet as a whisper hum. Girl calls you into a sleepy hypnotizing song All her softness make her tired At her smallest still enough She was born a hazy moon Dewy droplets pooling You're a poet, you're an activist, you went to college Music sort of came along a little later. You yeah. weren't. It wasn't like you were playing in clubs when you were twelve. You right. know. Um, yeah. How did you? How did your journey get you to picking up that guitar and writing these beautiful original songs? Yeah, I always loved to sing, and I come from a musical family. But it was mostly in the context of theater and musical theater. That's what I did, and mm. I didn't. I didn't necessarily feel like I had the musicianship to make it 
a career or even just like a hobby that I sustained. But yeah, after college and coming back here, I I think I just started writing more and singing more for myself and I enjoyed it so, so, so much. And I had not been playing guitar very often, but I missed it. And I, a lot of the reason I wasn't playing was just out of insecurity and fear and, and, and thinking I wasn't good enough. And then I just started to let that go a little bit and decide that I could play guitar however I wanted to and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and then a lot of it was buying this this uh this electric guitar this epiphone that I was playing for a long time and and then just teaching myself things that I wanted to learn and and going from there and then the songs kind of started to trickle out after that Many of our listeners are not in Chicago, and many of them even in Chicago should know and won't. Black Youth Project 100. Mm. Tell us what yeah. that was, Tasha. I, well, I first joined because my younger brother was a part of this organization, which is a national organization, but based here in Chicago, of young black folks, 18 to 35 years old, that do grassroots organizing and um, base building and direct action activism work through a black queer feminist lens. And so, yeah, with the understanding that as we strive to liberate all people, you start from the most marginalized and move your way out. And then that that leads to our liberation. And I, you know, after school, came back home and was looking for community. And I think because of my brother's involvement, that was kind of the first place that I landed um, before I made it into music scenes or other creative scenes. Um, I think it was really crucial for that time in particular, even to what eventually led to my creating music and that it helped develop my ideas of my place in the world and my identity and the things that I cared about and why I had anything to say that was important or different from what was already being said. And so even if it wasn't like going to protests or doing doing direct actions, everything that I cultivated during that time ended up being really fruitful, I think, for my own creative development. Maybe it's right here, it's right now. Maybe with the future we envisioned all that time ago. Maybe we still got time to go. Oh, maybe we're destined for light now. Maybe we got galaxies mapped out on all our paths tomorrow. Maybe we're blasting off tomorrow. I think that it ends up being a part of everything that I continue to write just because of the fact that I live in just like a politicized state and that the things that I believe in and the, the ways that I move through the world don't leave me or leave my spirit the second I sit down to write a song. You know, it's it's seeped into that. And I'm sure a lot of other artists feel the same way, but I just don't see 
like they're not separate in my living and so even if it's not explicitly like a liberation song that I'm writing it ends up being a part of my work because of the nature of my existence in the world I believe in bath time I believe in bubbles on my nose and warm warm water I believe in my bed I love my bed Let's dive into some of your favorite topics. <laughs> you have what you've called bed songs. Mm. So e- explain, what, what is a bed song, according to Tasha? Oh, gosh. A bed song is, well, it's a song that comes from what my bed space is, um, which is a place of rest, most obviously, and, and, uh, and leisure, but also a place ripe with imagination and dreaming and softness. And Mm -hmm. I think where a lot, when a lot of these songs were being written, I had, I just moved into my own apartment with some friends and I was, I loved my room that I had. It was like my own first room outside Mm -hmm. of my mom's. And I spent so much time in that room and in my bed and it just came to be really important to me because I was learning how to be alone with myself for the first time and how to rely on myself without my family around me or without the security of like a college campus or something like that. And so that learning to be with myself and take care of myself ended up being like the most important work that I was doing at the time. And so then these songs ended up kind of coming out of that, that self work and self time. Well, that leads exactly into my other favorite theme. Uh, self-care, self-love, mm. self-preservation. Take care of your little body. <laughs> you know, which I think is metaphorical because I got I ain't got no little body. I got a pretty big <laughs> body. But you're telling us, you know, we can't affect change in society if we haven't changed ourselves and taken care of ourselves. I that's how I hear it. Yeah, absolutely. And especially being a black woman in the world or a person of color and being asked uh, so much every single day that's impossible to do without giving really deep intentional care to yourself first and it's not it's not a given knowing how to do that Hmm. and I didn't I don't think I learned that until I had to actually learn it I had to I realized oh I don't actually know how to take care of myself I don't know how to be kind and soft with myself and also be strong in the world and do the work I need to do. And so that was, I think I had to write these things in order to figure that out for myself. Besides going to bed, <laughs> uh, when you need to take care of yourself, when you need, like, like this is a Tasha me afternoon, mm. what do you do? I usually like make a nice, delicious meal or I eat something sweet. I have a sweet tooth. Mm. And I really love to write in my journal. Um, Mm -hmm. So wherever I am, I kind of just bring it with me. And so at any given moment, if I need quiet time, I can just go sit in a corner somewhere and journal. And that's become just really essential. Or you go to the Um, Garfield Park Conservatory or Lincoln Park Arbor. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. term black girl magic 
which is a very powerful term. Mm. It's used on your EP, uh, 2016, the uh, oh, yeah. uh, We Got Power. So. Yeah. And in, in a very, you know, we're, we're Wonder Woman. You know, we have right. to do all these things. We raise our families. We work. We are activists. We... Mm-hmm. We have to do everything. We're, we're everything to the center of our community. Mm-hmm. On the Alone at Last album, yeah. it comes up again in, in Lullaby, where you talk about, well, you can't be Wonder Woman 24-7. You'll kill yourself mm-hmm. doing this. It's okay. So there's a change in perspective there. There's kind of that clenched fist on that EP, like, we got this. And now you're basically <laughs> saying, we still got this, but we need to also, as you said, take care of ourselves. So what what uh, accounted for that shift in perspective, that maybe broader knowledge of what, what is actually going on in your community? Yeah, I think I was just seeing a lot of black women around me uh, be burnt out and kind of taken advantage of for their for their strength and their commitment to their communities and their commitment to their loved ones and the that reliance on them was wearing them down and i was starting to i think identify this um just like just a disregard for their humanness for my humanness and i wanted to get back to that and to remind myself ultimately that i am a human person first and that's the thing that people don't that don't see they see the superpowers which is which we mm. still contain and which we still have so being able to contain both of those things to stun and to take care but to also be human and be vulnerable which we're not given the space to be and I that's something that I think I was just missing and so that that was what kind of led to that shift is I needed to find that I needed to get back to that guitar playing I think that's you know we, we've sort of not really talked about that but that's almost like another voice for you on the stage um, and you've really developed that finger-picked style mm. you're not writing any trends there's not a big trend toward female <laughs> solo guitar playing you know right. folk soul singers you know yeah, yeah. Uh, that's your own thing you've carved out your own lane in, 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 in contemporary you know certainly in the Chicago scene um, tell, tell us how did, how did that guitar playing start where did you learn I, well, I initially learned just when I was a teen and my mom taught me, you know, G, C, A minor. (laughs) And I just learned 
covers of you know early 2000s pop rock songs <laughs> oh, oh, oh i like what come on you got it um a lot of green day definitely yeah. that one oasis one um that everyone wonderwall was, yeah <laughs> yeah um that kind of thing and i when i was younger i mean i was a big fan of like cheryl crow and uh um these kind of and liz fair mm-hmm. um you know these like women acoustic guitar rock artists and mm-hmm. so i think without knowing it that was where a lot of my mm. guitar inspiration came from i didn't realize it but i think it's in there somewhere mm-hmm. still i want a song that's gonna tell me i can love myself not for the purpose of being better at loving someone else got all this light around me i can't see it through this haze of my own insecurity this fear in me that i can't glow from the inside out naturally see i got moonlight spilling from my mouth so easily now i can see you and all the little pieces of god shining again i keep coming back it wasn't a common thing was there and you mentioned some names subconsciously these were role <laughs> models right but was there any light bulb moment that you kind of said okay i can do that mm, i th- i think just like seeing more folks that look like me play the kind of music that I like was really just life changing. I I didn't realize this, but I hadn't seen that many black folks with guitars mm-hmm. just in general, um, but especially black women. And so after like, for example, discovering Vagabond's music and now being able to like be in musical community with her, like that was very special just to see a black girl playing rock music. Freddy, come back. I know you love where you are, but I think I changed my mind. And Moses Sumney, I've always really been in awe of the way that he kind of blurs. Uh, genre lines um, and uses his voice and his guitar to just make these amazing musical compositions that I hadn't seen really anyone do but especially a black person do in that way I'm not a body the body is but a shell I disembody but suffering is suffering So yeah, those were a couple of folks I think who really who really helped me yeah, realize like, oh, this is I'm not that far off. Um this is something that I can achieve. Tasha, thank you so much for coming on Sound Opinions. It was an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really pleasure to be here. That wraps up our conversation with Tasha. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have an in-depth conversation and a performance from the great singer-songwriter Julia Jacqueline. For more Sound Opinions, listen to the podcast wherever you can find such things. The show is produced by Brendan Banasak, Alex Claiborne, Iona Contreras, and Andrew Gill. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 
888-859-1800. You used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. And I know when that hotline blink. That can only mean one thing. New messages. Hi, this is Corey calling from Seattle. This is in reference to the episode about Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album, which is probably my favorite album ever. Uh, you guys were talking um, Save the Children. Let's, let's save the children. Let's, let's save all the children. And it just made me think about our current political climate and what's going on both at the border as well as climate change. And children are going to be bearing the brunt of the future that's looming ahead of us. So given the things that are going on right now, like that song is actually incredibly simple yet profound when he says, who's going to save the children? And I think all of us should be asking ourselves that exact same question. So I love the album, love the show, love the episode. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye. Who's willing to try? Yeah. To save our world. Yeah. This is Colin from Louisville, Kentucky. I just finished your uh, classic album dissection of what's going on. It's one of my all-time favorite records, and uh, I'm really glad that you guys uh, mentioned James Jamerson and, and his bass playing on that record because it is just a master class. Uh, the way that he plays, the way that he sits in the music without overpowering anything else, plays around the beat, his sense of time, his sense of melody, it's all there. Uh, he's a master musician and uh, it's on full display in this record. So uh, thanks again. Uh, I'm going to listen to the record right now uh, again for the thousandth time. All right, bye. My name is Altoria. I'm calling from Chicago. I love the segment that you did on Marvin Gaye music. It was very wonderful and enlightening. Thank you. Bye. My name is Pullen, uh, and I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Just finished listening to your Marvin Gaye and Wawa Pedal episode really liked it uh, and just wanted to suggest a song by Material Issue called What Girls Want for the Wawa Pedal. It's a great song that has the Wawa Pedal used throughout the entire song, adds a lot of texture to it. My name is Chris. I'm calling from New Haven, Connecticut. 
um, calling about the Wawa program. And one track that stands out for me is uh, The Grateful Dead's Feel Like a Stranger. What? 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 more messages to give us your opinions on sound opinions call our hotline 888-859-1800 we'll be back next week with more sound opinions produced by wbez chicago and distributed by prx